We are the Rookie Phenoms. We have an amazing show for you today. I'm your host, Coop, with my main man, Webb. What up, people? We have so much news to get into today. Webb's favorite player in the world has broken his body yet again. We're going to talk some NFL drafts. But first, we have some gigantic news regarding this show and where it will be available from now on. Webb, do you want to do the honors or do you want me to say it because I'm better at talking than you? You've been so giddy and giggly and bursting at the seams for the last couple of weeks. I think it would be wrong if I, if I said it myself. So, Are ahead. you calling me a child? I'm calling you a child. That's tough but fair. So the Rookie Phenoms podcast has joined a gigantic podcast network. They reached out. They scooped us up because we are the hottest show on the internet. We have joined the Undrafted Sports Podcast Network. They have some gigantic shows there. Hugh Jackson's on this network. There, I think they have 40 podcasts now, Web. Is that correct? Yeah, I think that's accurate. Based out of LA and Toronto, so they're doing gigantic things internationally. Web, are we international superstars now? We've been international, man. So everyone, please go check out undraftedsports.com. Our podcast will be there from now on. You can still get it on Apple, Spotify, everywhere else. But we're going to have a webpage there. Also, some of their podcasts are great to check out. Uh, this week, check out Trust the Bank. It's a Baltimore Ravens podcast. Does really interesting things there for the NFL draft coming up. Talks about Lamar in depth. Definitely go check that out if you're a Ravens fan. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Coop has been very excited. Couldn't contain himself. For a long time, and um, I'm glad that we can finally announce it. So we're on a podcast network now, yeah, making big moves. So thank you, listeners, for you know, sort of, for, for helping us out and and for being there for us uh, this entire time. It's gonna be great. I, Looking forward to big things. I think this is the first time I've been excited about something that Webb also looked forward to as well, because Webb is usually such a killjoy. Whenever something good or fun happens, Webb's like, no, garbage, thumbs down. Webb, why is Kevin Durant hurt again? He has a thigh contusion. Apparently he's sore, but we don't know how severe. Came back after 18 months with an Achilles injury. He's played 22 games this year, I think, so far. Is he cursed? What's his deal? He's just injury prone and, you know, he's had a long way off, so... The muscles and the tendons in his body are just uh, rusty. And I think he's just subject to, to getting hurt, especially with his legs. So this happened, and it'll probably happen again. Like something else will happen. He pulled the hamstring the other day, and he was out for, I think, two months. Came back, and now it's the, the thighs. So who knows what can happen next. As long as he doesn't you know, hurt that Achilles, I think uh, he'll be all right. Are you confident he's going to be around for the playoffs? Um, I think they'll probably have to manage his minutes. But, yeah, I am. You're such a KD stan. How can you be confident? How can you have any confidence whatsoever? He has not earned that this season. The only time he's really missed the playoffs was back when he was on G-State 2019. Other than that, he's been pretty durable in the playoffs. Oh, it's not the playoffs. I'm not worried about... I mean, this season. If he keeps getting hurt, how can you be confident he'll be ready? He's played 22 games. He's missed more than half the season. Yeah, but this is a weird year. Like, LeBron's gotten hurt 
pretty badly this year and the first year that he was on Lakers, but I still trust that LeBron's going to, you know, be able to withstand, you know, any sort of serious injury and, 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 and be, be good for the rest of the way. I, I trust KD. And AD made his return tonight. Oh, wait. No, he didn't. Thanks for that. Well, we don't need AD <laughs> right now. We beat Utah all by ourselves on Saturday, although they were missing Donovan Mitchell and Colbert and Mike Conley. <laughs> 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 Although everyone was hurt, we beat them. Congratulations. Good for you. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to another guy who was hurt and has recovered now, but is leaving the game forever. Alex Smith has retired from football. The number one pick in the 2005 NFL draft, taken 23 spots before Aaron Rodgers, uh, came back from one of the worst injuries we've ever seen in football, had 17 surgeries. Webb said 17 is not enough. He did not deserve comeback player of the year because Ben Roethlisberger had a sore elbow, kind of. Webb, do you think he quit because he couldn't take the pain because he's a coward? That's what you called him, right? A coward for comeback? Is that what you said? I can't remember. No, I just think like... I. So I was surprised that he's not coming back because he, he worked his butt off to come back and he played a handful of games this season. So I figured he'd just want to play for a longer period of time, but he's hanging it up. Apparently, a lot of teams were interested in him for some reason. Um, no, I don't mean it like you're that. The worst. You're the worst. No, I mean, he's what, 36, 37? And he's not, he was never a top 10 quarterback. He was serviceable. He, he was on that line. I think he was like 12 for a while in Kansas City. He was very good. Uh, I think you and I remember him differently. I don't remember him ever being very good. I remember him being bad and then he got better and and then he was <laughs> he was fine and then he had some good games like he was very he was like one of the best game managers he was reliable which i liked yes he was never he was never gonna lose you a game which i appreciate right and he i would take a ball. guy that won't lose it over a guy that might win it one every five times i want the guy that's gonna be solid he was solid yeah no he was um solid that's exactly what he was solid why did you say it like it's a bad thing? Yes, solid. Why did you say it like that? No, I'm just saying, I, I'm not ready to say he was ever very good. I think he had some very good games. I don't know if he was ever a very good like caliber player, but he was solid. That's what. I, that's all I remember. He went 5-1 and one last year. He's a superstar, bro. Yeah. I, I don't know. I Honestly, I would like to see him come back. Like That's a lot of work he put in to just do one season or less than a season. But So Jacksonville offered him a job, apparently. And he considered coming back to be the backup to Trevor Lawrence. And he decided against it. So that was it. I predicted that, that he'd play in Jacksonville with Urban Meyer, his old college coach. He did. And I, he said that he thought about it and he declined. I guess, I guess when you walk away and you can still walk after what he went through, why risk it? He has a lot of money. Yeah. I, I don't blame him for retiring at all. It makes sense to me. I just thought it was a lot of time and effort he put in. But I guess the mental... Um... The mental aspect still needs to be there too. So if he's like, if he does get to play, if Trevor Lawrence did get hurt and he was on the field, if he's like, you know, worried and and cautious, probably doesn't make sense to do it. It's a horrific injury, as you said. So I don't blame that him on for that. I was worried watching him play. It terrified me every time I saw him throw a pass. I was scared he was going to get broken. I hated watching him play last season because I felt so scared for him. So I kind of am glad he's retiring for that because I don't want to see him play. Because he almost died, like literally almost died. Yeah. I mean, it's not as bad as Bell, Big Ben hurting out his elbow a little bit, but 
It's a pretty serious injury. So let's move on to another guy that got hurt recently. Uh, Canadian superstar Jamal Murray tore his ACL. I mean, it's a pretty bad injury. He's going to be out for the season. Uh, Webb said, who was it? Kyrie Irving has a hurt fingernail, though. That's worse than than Jamal Murray's torn ACL, right? Is that what you said? Oh, definitely not. <laughs> so Jamal's going to miss the year. I love Jamal Murray. He's one of my favorite players to watch. Does this kill Denver's chance of winning the West? Winning the West? They never had a chance of winning the West, so no. Um, it definitely hurts their play- How can you say that? Zero chance. Uh, it definitely hurts their chances of like advancing further in the playoffs because um, Jamal Murray was obviously the second option and a big piece. Now they have to rely on Michael Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon. Um, My boy. Yeah, I mean, obviously Jokic is de facto, but. He needs help. He's going to put up his triple-double, 30 points, 11 and 15, and they're going to lose. Um, so, yeah, I, I like Jamal Murray, too. It sucks that he – like, they were losing. They were not going to win that game against Golden State. And he hurt his he hurt his knee, like, with less than a minute left in the game. That was that was the toughest thing. So, I don't know why. Whenever that happens, I always think it was going to happen eventually. I don't know why, but in my head, I'm like, eh, it would have happened in a couple of games. Like, I think the knee is maybe weak, like a mild injury. Do you ever think that or no? Um, no, because I think those I think those injuries are kind of random. I don't know if the I don't know if the ACL injuries are like wear and tear kind of thing. I I think they can be, but I don't know if it was the case in in Jamal Murray. God, I'm just, I I love rooting for Canadians. I know Webb hates Canada and everything Canadian, but I really like rooting for Canadian basketball players. This was a real bummer for me. I wanted Jamal Murray to be great this season. Yeah, he was actually a good Canadian basketball player. So. Is he the best Canadian basketball player right now? Yeah. Well, probably ever. Who is better than him? Steve Nash. Oh, I don't count him as Canadian. Like he's he's what? born. He wasn't he wasn't born here. He I mean yeah, I guess he's Canadian, but he came here when he was like a year old. I thought he grew up in South Africa for a little bit. No. He, sure he came here when he was like a year or two, yeah, hundred percent. I know I know Canada really wants to cling to some superstars, but uh yeah, Steve Nash is obviously better than Jamal Murray. I I honestly thought Nash grew up in not grew up, but spent like Five years or something, or six years in South Africa. Um, all right, so Steve Nash and two uh, Murray. What about Lou Dort, the superstar? Definitely not. Chris Boucher. I like Chris Boucher a lot. I think he has. I think he'll have a better career probably than Andrew Wiggins. So, I played against Chris Boucher in fantasy last week, and he was terrifying, and I was furious every time he did well. He's a beast. It's really good, man. I like him. He doesn't look right when he's shooting, but it always goes in. It's so weird to me. His shot looks so weird to me. Yeah, he shoots from like the left side of his above his head. It's yeah, it's it's, a, it's yeah, it's really weird, right? Yeah, it's unblockable though. That's true. I was looking at that and like Joe Ingles' shot as well, like unblockable. I I think for Joe Ingles, it doesn't look as weird because he's no. not as tall. Yeah, Chris Mitchell is so tall and skinny that it looks weirder from him. And it honestly looks like he's throwing the ball. Like, it doesn't look like he's shooting. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just, he's kind of tossing it. But it, it's it's wet, man. It's So, I like him a lot. He's really good. Toronto found a keeper in him. Yeah. Better Only than they Siakam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Isn't he? I mean, yeah, he's definitely looking, looking like he has more upside than Siakam right now. Siakam looks like he... Plateaued, or he's gotten worse. <laughs> he's gotten worse. He's gotten way worse. Oh man, Toronto fans, that sucks. 
Speaking of teams tanking, <laughs> so there's been talk about the 7 through 11 teams playing in the playoffs. 7 through 10? Yes. yes. Through 10, yeah. So teams are tanking to get out of this because they want the higher draft pick now. What teams are surprising you, or are you not surprised they're tanking and doing it very blatantly right now? I'm surprised the Raptors are doing it, to be honest. Just because like they're getting all these gimmies, they could literally take ninth spot very easily. Um, Zach Levine got hurt. Sorry, he didn't get hurt. Came down with COVID. So he's going to be out for a while. Uh, just all these gimmies, man. Like the team is still, the team had a very easy schedule. They're playing like the bottom feeders of the league and they just keep resting guys for no reason. Um, Lowry had like this infection in his foot and he came back. Uh, Freddie got hurt, hurt his hip, um, came back, had the suspension, sat that out. And see, I'm, I'm surprised they're doing it. For all the like, for all the talk, Toronto fans had like, I'm just surprised that they're tanking blatantly, and the league recognizes it. But they're six and four in their last ten, so they're winning games still. Yeah, but they're not trying to win. <laughs> they're trying to blow it sure. by not having the best guys on the court. That's true. Yeah, the, their best guys aren't that good though. So when they sit at Ananobi and Siakam, <laughs> it helps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because because uh, 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 Malachi Flynn's been playing well. Chris Boucher has been playing well. Um, Watanabe's been playing well. Gary, Gary Trent Jr. Like it's, it's Gary Trent Jr. is good. I like him a lot. Yeah. I liked him in Portland. Yeah. I called him the number three guard on Portland, and you were the like, four. No. What is the four? I call <laughs> number four guard. I liked him though. I liked him. I like him a lot. He's playing really well in Toronto. He's a good player. He's good. He's fun to watch. He's a heat check guy, and I, I like him. He's fun to watch. I like him too. He's, okay, so, he's going to do well uh, as Toronto continues to blatantly uh throw the season so oklahoma city has lost their last 10 games they're 0 and 10 uh they're 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 taking very blatantly as well although lou dort's playing out of his mind yeah what's up with that man how is he good he was a defender last year and now he can score it's insane he dropped 42 in like his first game back and he's just killing it like he's he's killing it he's he's playing amazing and okc's uh blatantly throwing the season two i don't know how they didn't get fined yet Especially since they told Al Horford that they're just not going to play him for the rest of the season. How how is that allowed? I, Al Horford, I would take that deal if I can get it. You're going to give me thirty million dollars to not show up. Cool, let's do it. Like, yeah, I understand but, him doing it, him being cool with it. How yeah. how is the league allowing teams to do this? I think the league is okay with almost anything right now. I so one of our friends texted me about Toronto getting fined, and she had this theory that it wasn't about sitting guys. It was about uh, Freddie, Fred Van Fleet, talking about the league, saying they care more about business than the players this year, and they wanted to shut that down. That's why he got fined. It wasn't over the co- wasn't over benching guys. That's interesting. That's an interesting theory, especially since like twenty five thousand to a player is not much, let alone a whole franchise. So, but I think it was just to send the message, like, "Hey, shut up about this. We want everyone, everyone to think we're happy here. Like, you know, like put that image <laughs> on." Maybe, but I do. I do think that the league needs to do something about this because it's it's ridiculous. It's I ridiculous. agree. Sitting, you and I have always felt the same about benching sitting guys that aren't hurt. I hate it when they get a day of rest. I it infuriates me. If I paid for a ticket to see LeBron and LeBron sat out, I would lose my mind in anger. And I don't get it. What are you resting from? Exactly. If you're hurt, don't play. No problem with that at all. 
But if yeah. it's a day of rest so you don't get hurt in the future, no. They're paying you a lot of money. Play basketball. I, I don't understand how this is okay now. It, it boggles my mind how it's okay. And that's why I'll never buy an NBA ticket late in the season, ever. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to risk seeing, uh, you know, Watanabe starting. Do you remember a long time ago when I bought those Blue Jays tickets? I bought like the season thing. I took you yeah, a couple. Yeah. I bought tickets for the end of the season and I didn't go to them because the same reason. No one played. The Jays were out of it. And I that didn't... taught me a lesson to just never buy tickets in like the end of the season ever. It's not worth it. No one or plays. Like, or like when we watched the, the Tampa Atlanta game in Tampa. That was a fun game. That was a fun yeah. game. <laughs> it was it was good. We got lucky. Um that it wasn't too late in the season. I think it was like week nine or week 11 or something. It was November. It was like the first week of November, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, some, some guys are still in there. And you football, had... guys don't get benched in football. That's the one sport that everyone plays basically in football. Yeah, no, I mean, it was, I, we were just worried about the injuries. Like, yeah. you know, when guys like are like 80% and they're out of the playoffs, they might not. They might yeah. not Basketball and baseball are the worst sports for that, I find. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Guys would be 100% healthy and not playing i don't understand it at all it's 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 disgraceful honestly and i, I like traveling to games like but for mb i went to la and luckily luca and lebron both played in the game i watched but if, if i flew to la and one of them didn't play i would have been so upset yeah and it's ridiculous that these guys are like yeah who cares no big deal yeah that's why jordan's the goat he played every game well for some reason this new Generation of players, the very, uh, very high maintenance. Cowards. <laughs> Let's move on to our MVP talk web. We have been debating this on the show a couple, last week or two weeks ago. You hate the leading candidate for MVP for some reason. So today we are going to release our top five MVP list. The season is 75% over. I think it now is a great time. Webb, let's go five to one. We'll, do, we'll, say, we'll both do five at once. Who is your number five MVP choice right now? It's Paul. Mine too. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's a huge difference maker. Um, as much as I kind of uh, you know, roast him for leaving teams in a bad state, like, or having this like bad divorce with teams, like he definitely makes them successful when he's there. And he's fantastic. He is the difference maker on that team. They're the number two seed in the West right now. He's the difference from last year. He is the foundation of that team now. He is so reliable. He always makes the right play. He's the guy. He deserves it. He's been excellent this year. Yeah, and um, 100%. And, he, and he's normally hurt. He's very injury prone as well. Only missed, I think, one game. This whole season, that's unprecedented for Chris Paul. I never thought he was that injured a player. Maybe I just didn't notice. I always thought he was pretty durable. No, he's always I think it's because he's not that athletic. Maybe, but he's always hurt. Like, he always missed games, like, especially he was on the Clippers. That was one of the reasons why they couldn't get out, uh, or he couldn't get out the second round. Uh, he's usually hurt, especially in the playoffs. So we agree on number five. Who is your number four MVP candidate? Uh, it's tough. You know what? I'm actually, I'm going to say LeBron. And the only reason why I have him slipping to number four is because he's been hurt. LeBron did not make my list for that reason. Because he's been hurt. But before he got hurt, he was number one on my list. Yeah, me too. LeBron's been excellent this year. Uh, yeah, just he's played 41 games, which is not ex which is not great. But besides that, he's been great. Yeah. 
I mean, I guess you do love LeBron, though. He's your favorite player, right? Definitely not. I don't know. He seems like he's your favorite player. Not at all. Not even close. Okay. I guess we'll agree to disagree since you love him so much, but okay. Nope. My number four is Steph. Steph is playing out of his mind. I love Steph. I thought they were going to be better this year, but then everyone got hurt. But they are winning games. They might beat Philly right now because he's playing out of his mind. He averaged like 43 the last week. His team is really bad, and they're still almost 500. I love Steph. He's been excellent. I think he deserves a spot in the top five. He's been great, but he didn't make my list because the team's trash. So I, that's why he put, he made my list, because the team is trash, and they're still almost 500 just because of him. Everyone else is gone. Name two other starters on that team right now. Wiggins, Draymond. Is Draymond still a starter? Yeah, is Draymond Draymond's still been, in the league? Draymond's been good this month. He's played I, well. He's averaging a triple single, all right? Let's calm down with playing well. <laughs> he's played well. Like, I've been impressed with Draymond the last month or two. I think Draymond is the pl- NBA player I hate the most, by the way. Because of fantasy. 100%. <laughs> Solely fantasy related. <laughs> Whenever I see a Draymond story, I'm like, I hate that guy. <laughs> Doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> Draymond gave gifts to children in hospital. I'm like, that scumbag. Like, Doesn't matter what it is. I'm furious about it. No one told you to draft him so many years, man. I did it like three years in a row. Yeah, I don't know why. Oh, God. I loved him so much, man, and then he broke my heart. Okay, who's your number three MVP candidate? Nikola Jokic. Jesus. You would have him third. I don't Why understand. is he third on your list? Why should he be higher? The team's Denver's, what, fourth in the, in the West? Yes, they're fourth. He's playing. He's having a, a great season, but Denver's fourth in the West. They started off really badly, really slowly. You're someone who said... You got to take the whole season into account, man. Yes. So I'm doing that. And they were they were sub 500 for like the big, a good portion of the beginning of the year. Uh, he's been playing out of his mind. He's when we get when he gets to my list, I'll tell you why you're wrong. When we get to number one on my list, because you're wrong, and it's a, there's, a gigant, there's a gigantic reason why you're wrong. But we'll get to it. Number three on my list is Giannis. Giannis is the two seed, three seed in the East. Three seed. Yeah. He had. He missed, he missed some time for a while there. Was it COVID? It was COVID-related, right? Uh, I think it was his knee. It might have been COVID another time. Yeah. But he played 47 games. Played really well. He's number two in the league in PER, which is a great stat to see how involved in the game you are. He's averaging 28. He's been really good this year. He's always really good. He, he won't win MVP because it's boring because he's won it two years in a row. But he's definitely in the conversation. He's playing very, very well. I agree. He didn't make my list, <clears throat> but I definitely agree Like he should be in the, the conversation for sure. He's putting up the same numbers as last year, basically, and the team isn't that much worse. Who is number two on your list? Uh, James Harden. James Harden did not make my list. Of course not. Yes. Why is he number two on your list? Uh, so he seamlessly went to this team that everyone thought um, was not going to be as good as advertised with KD and Kyrie on Brooklyn. Everyone said they were too thin. Everyone said they were uh, didn't have any depth in the front court. Um, and everyone said like the basketball couldn't be shared amongst these three guys. So everyone predicted that this team was going to struggle. He led. He was leading the league in assists uh, before he got hurt, and uh, he's already killing it in terms of triple doubles, efficiency. He really was the the backbone of that team while KD was out, which was the majority of the time that Harden was there. Um, 
Kevin Hardy has been fantastic. And a lot of people hate him because of, you know, he did some bad things to get out of Houston. So um, let me ask you a question real quick. Are you sure those people have been wrong saying it wouldn't work all three of them? Because they've only played seven games together. So is it has it been wrong? I think it's still undecided if they can play together. Well, the team is number two in the East. They were number one for a while. So I think they're wrong in terms of like the success of the team. Because Harden and Katie, sorry, Harden and Kyrie uh, played a good amount of games together and the team flourished. Katie just got hurt. It wasn't like you no. know, it wasn't like they did they did poorly. But they haven't played together at some point. They haven't played all together really yet. Right, but still Harden on Brooklyn, he's played with either of them. They haven't played many games together, no. But in the games that they played together, the offense, they were the highest scoring team in the league. They put up like 140 points and then allowed like 135 points a night. Like it was I think he's been fantastic. I'm not a big Harden fan, but I think he's I think it's just undeniable like the impact he's had on that team. Yeah, you heard it here first, folks. If you destroy a team and ruin a city, Webb will vote for you for MVP. Good for you, buddy. Good for you. Way to have moral standards. Hey, LeBron did it. So I voted for him. LeBron wanted won a championship with Cleveland, all right? Who's allowed to do it? Destroy the city. <laughs> yeah. I do feel bad for Cleveland now. It's terrible. Uh, my number two is Joel Embiid. I think Joel Embiid is one of my three favorite players in basketball. He has been dominant. He would be number one but he hasn't played as many games as the guy number one right now. When he plays, he is the difference maker on Philly. He is buying away their best player. He is their soul. And Bede is out of this world good this year. He took a step from last year. People got down on him. He's playing out of his mind. He's hitting 40% of his threes for some, for some reason. Like he shoots them and I'm always terrified. And then they go in. He's shooting 85% from the line. And he goes like 14 times a game. He's the only big man I can remember that this was this good a free throw shooter. I can't think of another one that's this, that's this good. Dirk. I don't consider Dirk a big man like that, though. Mm-hmm. Like, he wasn't banging bodies down low. Like, I consider Dirk a shooter who happened to be tall. Like, that's why Kevin Durant, he's not a big man, but he's a big, you know what I mean? Right. Who's your number one? Uh, Embiid is number one for me, uh, just because he's been, all the reasons that you gave. Although I think Tobias Harris is uh, the wild card or the X Factor, as you see on that team as well. I think he's really good. Uh, but, Embiid has been killing it, and Philly's, they've been kind of playing uh, musical chairs with Brooklyn for number one seed. Um, the great defender, great on offense. He just missed the games. That's just like the, the, the knock against Embiid, but um, I have no problem giving him the slight edge. I think if Harding comes back, I think he's going to have some competition. If Philly skids, then I'm not saying it's automatic Embiid, but I'm just saying right now, like as of today, April 19th, I'd give it to Embiid. So my number one is Jokic. Do you know how many more wins Philly has over Denver? Three or four. Three. Jokic has played every game. He is averaging, he's the number one player by PER on ESPN. He's averaging 35 minutes, 26 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists. This guy's been dominant. Denver's the four seed right now. They're probably going to slip a little bit. But I voted for him because he plays every night. He's reliable. He's not taking days off. He plays for Denver. If you go pay to see a Denver game, you're going to see Nikola Jokic. And I respect that. You couldn't even say his name properly. You didn't even believe what you said just now. (laughs) 
Well, that's the first good joke you've had in this show's history. Congratulations. I don't I don't mind Jokic. Like a lot of people I think want to give it to Jokic because of the narrative. Like honestly, like Giannis should be a contender as well. I just didn't have him because I didn't even think he should have won last year, to be honest. But I agree. But I agree that Embiid has been better than Jokic this year. I think he has. Yeah. But it's the games. If Embiid played five more games, I would have given it to him. But he takes nights off. He barely plays in back-to-backs. He played one today, but he usually doesn't. So this time, you missed three weeks. You have to take that in consideration. All right. I won't argue with you on that. I respect guys that show up to work. But Embiid gets hurt, man. Like, they have to preserve him. So I don't... It's not like Embiid is just doing the Kawhi thing. I truly think that if Embiid tried to play 72 games, he'd be out for the playoffs. I agree. But I also think that if you don't play all the games, you can't be MVP. I don't. I have no problem sitting you if for the playoff. Actually, I do have a problem with it, but I get why they're doing it. But then you can't be MVP. You got to play the games. If you're if you're saving yourself for the playoffs, that means you don't take the regular season as seriously. That's just what it means. It's implied. Jokic does. All right. Okay. So I made a list for overrated and under underrated players in the NFL draft web. My list is amazing. I got five, na- four names overrated, five underrated. Do you want to compete with my list or do you want to have your list next week? I'm going to give you the option so you can do some more studying if you want. <laughs> All right. You, you put up your list. I don't know if we have enough time for both our lists. You put up your list today. Okay. So we'll start. You, you run it. Ask me if you want to go overrated, underrated. It's on you. You can run this part of the show. I trust you. Oh, thanks for that. <laughs> I think I'll be able to pronounce the guy I really like uh, his name properly. But I'm definitely pronouncing three of these names wrong. So, all right, who's who's uh, overrated for you? My number one overrated player is Jason Owa. He's a defensive end from Penn State. There's some first round buzz for him. He is athletically the best. Defensive end ever. There's never been a guy who had better numbers athletically than this guy. But he had zero sacks in college in this last season. Zero sacks. That's an issue for me. Uh, I think you need athletics and production in college to be successful. Uh, he's getting compared now to Daniil Hunter on Minnesota. Because he's the last guy to do this. But he's the exception, not the rule. I never... How many guys have we seen like, oh yeah, he's really fast. And then fail. That almost always happens. It's yeah. never a good... You got to have production as well as things. And he doesn't have it. He started playing football five years ago. So he doesn't know what he doesn't know yet. He could get better. But I'm not burning a first round pick on a guy that could get better. That's all. You'd rather burn it on Clyde edwards Alaire. He's going to be good this year, right? He's going to be good this year. All right. Um, give me another overrated guy. I want to hear who you think is just not worth the buzz. Rashawn Slater, offensive tackle guard wow. of Northwestern. Wow. I like him. He's a good player, but he's a guard. I don't think he can play tackle in the NFL. His arms are too short. He's not a big enough man. And I don't think you take a guard in the top 10 unless he's Quentin Nelson. And he's not Quentin Nelson. He might be a pro bowler, maybe. But if you're taking a guard in the top 10, he better be going to the Hall of Fame. And I don't think he's that kind of player. I, I, I understand the buzz, but he played well against Chase Young. Congratulations. That was two years ago. <laughs> like, I just, he's a, he's a great athlete, but if you can't play tackle, 
I don't feel good taking a guard that high. I just don't feel good about it. I would not do it. Interesting. I think I had him in my should-go draft at number five to the Bengals. I had him high as well because I think he will go early. And I understand that he's going to go early and that he's going to be a good player. But I just I don't see what everyone else is seeing. I think uh, the kid from USC will be as good as him, if not better. Like They're in the same category to me. Elijah Vera Tucker? Yeah. And Elijah Vera Tucker is like stronger. Like He's got a better base. He can anchor better. So I think he has a better chance of being a tackle than this guy. They have the same size, same arm length, but Vera Tucker has a better base. I think they both might be guards, but if one of them succeeds a tackle, it's going to be Vera Tucker. So that's my issue with Slater. Okay. That's, uh... I got two more overrated. Two more, that's it. All right. Let's, let's hear who you have. Kyle Trask, quarterback, Florida. Okay. So I was listening to a podcast the other day, and it they said never draft a quarterback from between 15 and 75. Never do it. Like that they draft ne- position? Yeah, they never turn out well. And I was thinking about it, and I was like, I can't think. So they had Lamar was good, Andy Dalton was good, and Russell Wilson was the 75th pick. Those are the three guys drafted since 2000, I think, that were good between those picks. And I started thinking about it, and I was like, God damn, I can't think of a good second-round quarterback. Can you? No, I'm trying to think of another late-round, late-first-round quarterback other than Lamar. EJ Manuel went 19th, I think. Oh, he's terrible. I think he went earlier than that. I think he went, like, 16th. Yeah, I mean, that could have been it. He went in that range. Like, they kept na- they named almost all Drew of them. Drew Brees. Early second-round pick. And that was before they started. I think it was 99 he went. Right, right. He went the... This was from 2000 to 2020. They did it from. Okay. And they're like, you might get one, but they had like 29 names and three of them were good. So there's a better chance of failing than being successful. And I was like, yeah, don't do it. If you're not good enough to be a first round early pick, you're not good enough to be drafted there at all. Just move on. Find someone else. Okay. Yeah. So you trust you trust that. And then the stats that I tried to bring forth last week, you're like all hot and bothered over. That's not nope. fair, Coop. So I actually went and looked at your numbers. And then I started looking at other positions and their fail rates. And they were all similar. That's why I had problem with your numbers. Because the quarterbacks busted the same rate. The yes. defensive, the defensive I, ends busted at a higher rate than receivers. I... For sure, the quarterbacks busted too, and I looked into that as well. But I, I was just talking about receivers. Um, I wasn't saying take a quarterback necessarily at the same rate. No, but defensive ends uh, on the defensive line they busted at a higher rate than receivers did. There were more busts on the defensive line than at receiver. I'm gonna have to look into that. Yeah, I'll do the numbers with you after. I'm telling you, and, and the O line because like we had some like most of those receivers were were bad. Like they didn't last in the league. But not to get off O-line, topic, but. O-line is the most successful one. If you draft an O-lineman in first round, they're mostly going to hit. And they'll stay in the league for a long time, too. Yeah. That's the best position to take. But the other positions are all crapshoot, basically. That's why I was like, I don't know your numbers. And your numbers were terrible. But there was other things that involved where I was like, I don't know if if receivers as bad as you're making it or if just the draft is bad. Like, I think receiver is bad. I'm not saying it's the worst position. Yeah. But... Well, let's look into this on another yeah, we, okay. another episode. <laughs> My last guy is Joe Tryon, a defensive end from Washington. He took the year off as well. I think if he had played, he could have been a first-round pick. 
but I need to see more experience from him. He do, he doesn't have a developed game yet. He's a really good athlete, but I think he needs more. I think he's gonna get taken in the first round or the end, beginning of second, and I don't think he's gonna succeed. Okay. Yeah. Who are your underrated players? My number one underrated player in this class is Walker Little, left tackle, Stanford University. I am in love okay. with this guy. I think if he was healthy, he'd be in the Sewell class of tackle. He's that good. Wow. He was the number one high school recruit, chose Stanford. He tore his ACL in 2019 in the first game, and then 2020 he opted out. So he hasn't played football in two years. But 2018, if you look at the tape, and I went back and watched this because I hoped the Colts get him, he was dominant. All the mock drafts after 2018 for the 2019 year had him as a top 10 pick, and he hasn't played in two years. So now they're like, oh, he'll go in the third round, fourth round, just on potential. I think he's good enough to be a franchise left tackle immediately. As long as the health checks out, I would take him after Slater, Derisaw, sorry, after Sewell and Derisaw as tackles. He'd be the third guy for me, without question. He's that kind of player. My next guy, offensive line as well, Landon Dickerson, center from Alabama. This guy's a monster. He's the most fluid interior lineman in the draft. 6'6", 3'30", which is huge. I think if he holds up, he's a first-round pick. Because of the torn ACL, he might go in round two. I think you're getting the best interior player in round two, and it's a crazy steal. I think I had him going to Jacksonville, as, or had it that Jacksonville should take him. I, I had him in Pittsburgh. Yeah, we both had him going early because we both see the talent there. He is excellent. If he wasn't, if he didn't tear his ACL, and he's had injury years, injury concerns every year of college for him, so it's real. So if he falls, it could be just because he can't stay healthy. But if he plays, he's a top five center in the league. That's that's how high his upside is. All right. Who else do you have? Uh, Javante Williams, the running back from North Carolina. I'm not saying he's better than Travis Etienne. But I don't think he's worse. He's that kind of explosive player. I think you get him 20 picks later than Etienne. I like the value there. Solid. I like him too. I'll give you my last guy, who I, I love very, very much. It's Brevin Jordan, a tight end from Miami. This guy's an athletic freak. He reminds me of Darren Waller, how he runs. Uh, he's not as big as Waller, but he kind of has the same build. But I think he's three inches shorter. It might take a year for him to get acclimated to the NFL. But he has that kind of upside as being a receiving tight end that he could be dominant. I really like Brevin a lot. Tight end Miami. You like him better than Farmouth? They're really different players. Farmouth is a better blocker. I like him as a receiver. Uh, I would take Farmouth earlier in the draft because I think you could get a Kyle Rudolph type guy from him. A good blocker and a good receiver. But Brevin's upside at receiving is much higher than Farmouth's. Okay. It is interesting. That you did not call out any receivers as being underrated. So I actually have one, but I didn't say it. It's Dynamy Brown, uh, the wide receiver from North Carolina. He is so explosive. He could be an early second round pick. And no one's talking about him. I think he's my number five receiver. Just as pure as talent. He wasn't asked to run many routes at North Carolina. But he's so fast. He's like, he might be the third fastest guy in this in this class. He runs like a 4-3 easy. And he's bigger than you think. I like him quite a bit. Who is your number four receiver? Bateman? Bateman, yeah. Okay. Bateman's so smooth. And I like Kadarius Tony quite a bit from Florida. But he's not really a receiver. Like He's a receiver, but he's not. He's more of a slot guy. And he's just so much fun to watch. But as a receiver, I think it's for a big play upside. 
I like Brown quite a bit from North Carolina. Okay, solid list. We'll see how that pans out. I'm looking forward to yours next show because uh, we have we have a guest coming up for next show that I know is going to be terrible for us. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to hearing this list to make the show bearable. <laughs> yeah, I'll be surprised if any receivers make my list. I haven't made my list yet. So. Right, but I was trying to get you off the hook there. Now let the listeners know you're lazy. Just trying to avoid that and uh, <laughs> throw yourself out there, man. <laughs> trying to do you a solid, all right? Uh. All right. Everybody, please go look at undraftedsports.com to see a bunch of new podcasts. Look at our network. It's really impressive. Please follow us on social media at Rookie Phenoms. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. We really appreciate it. Please tell the Lakers they suck and they're losing to Utah right now. Keep Webb honest about his Laker fandom. Yeah, it's not fun right now. Utah's hitting a ridiculous amount of threes as usual. They're losing to Rudy Gobert. That's sad. All these guys do is shoot the damn three and hit the damn three. It's beautiful to watch. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back Thursday with a really fun show that I am looking forward to. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a great night. Yeah.